look tonight into God's Word, into the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. John, chapter 9, 1 through 7. And Jesus passed by, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh, when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he hath thus spoken, he spat on the ground, and made clay with the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. What an incredible account among many that we read in God's Word. Thank God for God's Word. Imagine being without it. What a light. Jesus is the light of the world. We thank God He left His Word for all of us. The event here continued to go on into a story that continued to unfold. Quite amazing. And we could easily say, what could get better? How could it be more than someone receiving their sight instantly who was born blind? Well, that's hard to imagine getting better than that. But this is the Lord that came by. With God, all things are possible. And I, not only we can't we imagine the things in heaven, what God has in store, many times we can't imagine them on earth, what God has in store. But this was God, so it continued to develop into a tremendous story, even beyond this. It is a little bit peculiar the way he chose to do this, as far as using spittle from the ground and, and uh, his saliva. You know, the details that God uses and what happens in all of our lives are not the same when we come to God and it's a matter of dealing with God and what God does for us. The details are all different for all of us, but the end result is the same. The end result is that God be glorified and that the individual be left with joy and victory. And that's each one, it's its own story, same story but different. Even the, even the, the blind, many of the blind people that we read about that the Lord healed, He just kind of did them in the way He chose to do them. That was all fine. That was all part of the details of that person's story with God. But the end results are always the same. Anything wonderful that takes place in our life coming from a connection with God. Of course, if it's very, if it's really, really wonderful, it has to be from God because every good and perfect gift comes only from God. If something is truly a blessing in our life, it is from God, whether we're serving God or not. 
The devil cannot give good things. But anything good that develops into a story in our life, it has to begin the same way in verse as in verse 1 that did for this man. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man. It starts that way for every one of us. Man, woman, boy, girl. When the Lord does something for us, it's because the Lord came our way. And hopefully we responded like this blind man just obeyed. When the Lord comes our way, we want to concentrate after that on one word. Yes. We want just say yes. The Lord connects with you at all. From that point on, just say yes. And it'll always work out just fantastic. However, God has in mind. So, we can put our name there. When the Lord, Jesus passed by, he saw an individual. You can put your name there. Because that is what God does. And that's where our real story begins. Yes, sometimes it seems the individual came to God. But the fact is, that's wonderful, but the fact is, God drew them. Let me read you this in John 6, 44. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. So thank God for his faithfulness. Christ came to earth. The angels appeared to the shepherds and said, and said uh, good, uh, Rejoice, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. That's all people on the earth. When John the Baptist began his ministry, he began to preach and say, There's one coming. After me, this mightier than I, to the point that I am not even worthy to unloose his shoes. And then when he saw the Lord, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. This is the gospel. And we sing and have, and rightfully so, of singing songs, especially on Christmas time, Joy to the world. The Lord has come. But when it really explodes, that's to the world. That means God has come and he is here and available to every individual. But when this really explodes in your life and in mine is when God comes our way. And then now it's just us and the Lord. That's when it really explodes in our life. Revelations 3.20, we reread, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. When this happens, you notice the Lord came, the, in, the person behind the door, if they respond and open the door, he comes in, and they spend phenomenal time together. Oh, the details are just whatever they are for every individual. The outcome's the same. When they come, when the Lord comes our way, it completely changes everything in our life. It alters everything in our life. It governs everything in our life from that point on. That's how powerful it is. It takes care of it all. 
Second Corinthians 5.17, familiar with that? It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's a connection with God. That happens when Christ comes our way. Individual. The Lord came this man's way. His need, tremendous need, was blind from his birth. And when he came seeing, after following the Lord, my, what a story we read, the remainder of that chapter. His neighbors, points that people that thought they knew him or friends, they began to say, is that him? Looks like him. How can it be him? He's never seen. But he has to say, yes, I'm him. I'm your neighbor. I'm the same person, but I'm not the same person. That sound familiar if you found the Lord? But yes, we're still talking about his eyesight here. And so they quickly had what he explained. They said, how did this happen? He explained the story. The Lord come by and did what he said. And they said, "You got we've got to go and talk to the religious people, the Pharisees, and let's see what they say. This is something miraculous. So they went there and they said, what happened? Gave them the same story. This is how it happened. Well, they were in confusion and thought, we don't have an answer. Let's call his parents. Called his parents. His parents were nervous because they thought maybe the Pharisees would throw him out of the temple. The synagogues, if he, if they kind of talked too much about this man called Jesus, that the blind man hadn't even seen yet. Physically. And so, they called the parents and the parents said, that's our son. But he's of age. You're just going to have to ask him how this ever happened. And you read quite a debate going on here. Pharisees are saying, this man did this on the Sabbath day. He cannot be, can't be of God. And others are saying, how is that possible that this can't be from God? And so, so you have quite a debate turned into quite a story. And the man just said, okay, I'll do what the Lord said. And so, and then they declare, this man's a sinner. Why, he has to be a sinner, but here, here the blind man, here the blind man, he did that, whether someone's a sinner or not a sinner, all he knows is he was blind. And he suffered all the consequences of being blind, begging by the road. Not messed up, apparently he didn't have an occupation for someone blind. And so, it, but they said he's a sinner, but he said an incredible thing. I don't know all that. But one thing I know, once I was blind and now I see. You know, it's so good just to know what we know. We need that down pat. When it comes to God, we need to know what we know. Regardless of what people may say, what kind of questions they have, especially as we get closer to the coming of the Lord and all this denial, but yet you can see it as plain as can be, but people reject and you see according to the Word of God. We have to know what we know. You don't have to have the answers. You just know what you know and you stand on that. It put this, kept this man in good stead. He just said, this is what I know. All I know for sure about this man, Jesus, I, I don't know any more than that, but but it's a marvelous thing that has happened, and I know it's happened. And so, you know, here they say, well, 
Tell us again. He's getting bolder now, isn't he? He said, he said, I already told you. I already told you. Why don't, why don't you just believe? In fact, uh, he said, will you be his disciples? Can you imagine? Will you be his disciples? Who's the real evangelist here? This young man hadn't even physically seen the Lord yet, and he's evangelizing people to the Lord. I don't know, except I know what I know, and I, this is enough for me to say, you should be his disciple too. I think everybody should. We can't do better than that, can we? This is from a blind man. So, so they reviled him. Then he really comes on. This is the blind man, born blind, begging. Just had been this up to this point. He hadn't been to the, the, the theology, the school and all that. He hadn't, he, how much did he ever commune with the Pharisees? How much did they bother with him? But listen to this. We read uh, in chapter, in verses 30 through 33. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing? And ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eyes. This is the blind man. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began was not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man was not of God, he could do nothing. Now who's the theologian? This is the blind man. I know what I know. And that's enough. And God will take us from there as he took this man from there. Well, they got so infuriated at him, they cast him out of the synagogue. Well, now what? You know, you could read this thing. The poor man... What's he going to do now? Where does he go? What does he think? What's he going to do next? But it says, Jesus came and found him immediately. You ever had times as a Christian? You ever had times of trial? Of course you have. You had times of crisis. Times things come your way you didn't expect. You weren't sure what to do next. But then I know you can say, then the Lord came again. Here comes Jesus to me again. Just the right time, just the right way, gave me just what I need. And as, you, as this incredible story continues here, and he said, uh, he said, do you believe on this person? He said, Lord, who is he? I do believe. Who is he that I can believe? The Lord revealed himself to him, and he worshiped the Lord there. Here he was evangelizing, and he hadn't even seen the Lord yet. Well, hopefully, you know, we, we haven't seen the Lord physically. But hope, hopefully we're evangelizing. Hopefully we're at least declaring what we know that we know. And God will honor that every time. He worshiped him there. He received his spiritual sight. See, what could be more wonderful than a blind, a man born blind that instantly receives his sight? The very story we just read. 
brought him all the way through because this is the Lord. This was because God came his way. God connected with him. And it's, it's the same in any life. You can, go, you can look in the word of God and see, you, you don't have to just see someone that has affliction. You can see someone like named Zacchaeus. Children sing about him at Sunday school. There, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Little wee little man was he, and he climbed up in the sycamore tree to because the Lord he wanted to see. And it's quite a interesting story. Nothing like a blind man. We don't see he had any physical problems. The man had wealth. He was cunning. Didn't have a good reputation on how he got all that. He was a tax collector, and he. He took two more and did more than he should in different ways. And people knew that. And he was tagged for that. But then Jesus came. Did did Jesus come to him or did he come to Jesus? Doesn't matter. The Lord orchestrated it. He heard the Lord was coming. He climbed up in a sycamore tree because he was short. And he wanted to see. Well, of course, the Lord was there. And it's a come his way and called his, stopped, saw him, called him down. Thank God Jesus comes our way. He came to the world, but he comes your way. With this kind of thing in mind, regardless of what our story is in the past, whatever our background, whatever our present need. Of course, we all need salvation to begin with. By the time this story was through, time this was through, Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, and he declared right in public, whoever was watching, listening, that half of my goods I'm given to the poor. And anyone that I've taken from false, falsely, uh, in a false manner, I will restore them fourfold. I mean, this, the word's out now. This man's never going to be the same. No one's ever going to expect this man to be the same. It's going to govern his whole life. This is a different man. People that thought of Zacchaeus, the people that had not been cheated by him, probably thought, oh, my poor friend. I'm so so sorry for you. I'm so glad I escaped that and he didn't cheat me. Now they would be saying, oh, I wish he had cheated me. I'd have got it back four, t- four times refund. I'd like, wish I was the one cheated. I'd have gotten back fourfold. This man was changed. Gave away half his goods. You can't retract that. It governed all the rest of his life. He met the Lord. Thank God we can meet the Lord. And it does what it does. And the Lord will keep coming to us. You have a need, God will come again. God has his eye on everyone. Even down to another one quickly. Well, Nicodemus, remember him? He looked the Lord up. Lord come to him, he come to the Lord. Probably conviction. That's God. I know I came to the Lord because of conviction. Well, that was God that sent the conviction. And so we all come in one way or the other by God's drawing. And so Nicodemus looked him up and, and, and a man of stature in, in the religious realm belonged to the Sanhedrin. But he questioned the Lord and Aren't we thankful for individual one-on-one contacts? That's why we have this message that you must be born again from a personal connection. God came to the world, but this is a personal connection, and it's about personal connections that everyone has to have. And so, well, did this man really get saved and changed and govern his life? 
We kind of get the picture, maybe he was kind of a quiet man. But we also read at a critical time when the Sanhedrin was so frustrated with the Lord, they wanted to kill him. Here's Nicodemus speaking up. Yes, but it's injustice, isn't it? To condemn a man to death without even a fair trial? Cool that down. We also find at a crucial time when everyone following God was wondering, what's next when the Lord was crucified? And he was laid in a tomb. But here comes Joseph of Arimathea. Not much, we don't know a lot about him other than this, but he came at such a crucial time to, to beg the body of Jesus. But who was with him? Nicodemus. Come boldly to the authority saying, we want the body of the Lord. And he was with, Nicodemus was with Joseph of Arimathea. And they carefully used spices on his body and wound his body and laid him in the tomb and caref- did that all very carefully. Did this, did that encounter with the Lord govern his life different? Absolutely. Thank God for the coming of the Lord our way. I like happened to be another account of blind men in the uh, Gospel of Matthew. One time the Lord was coming, or was he coming along down the road, and two blind men cried out to the Lord. And they kept crying out to the Lord. Finally, he stopped and he stood. Thank God, when you cry out to the Lord earnest enough, he will stop and he will stand for you. Yes, they was obvious they were blind, but he still says, what is it you request? God wants us to be as direct as well. Well, Lord, you know, I just need, what do you need? What are, is your situation? What do you need from me? And the Lord will take it from there. And so they, they told him, they said, do you, Lord, him, he said, do you believe? It's more than just, you just got to stay there and talk with the Lord. Some came and they left. They, he began to talk to them and they thought, I don't think I like this and can handle it. So they'd leave. Stayed there. They said, we believe. Instantly, they received their sight. And the thing that caught me, you know, about this is to think without sight, especially maybe if it was, if it was from, from birth, you didn't have sight. You imagine how the rest of your day would be like? You, you can hardly contain yourself. Let's go see this. Let's go see this. Let's go talk to this person. And, and we would be so excited on all this new things, and rightfully so, and they would have done that. But the first thing mainly we read is they followed the Lord. What a change. Governs everything. That's the kind of connection that we want. We thank God that we have a connection with the Lord. How long has it been? How long has it been since Jesus has come your way? And you knew that Jesus came your way. That is so important. How long has it been? Maybe he's waiting to do it. Of course he is. He came to the world so he could do exactly that. Yes, and thank God he came to the world. But thank God he comes to us. And he will come to us. Well, if we need, we need our entire life anchored in this. We must have that. 
We need that kind of change. We need that kind of connection. And if you're not sure if you have that kind of connection, well, you know what? There's still a connection like this waiting for you. It's still waiting for you. The Lord comes to come your way. He wants to stop and give you his attention and say, what do you need? What can I give you? Let's talk about this. Thank God he comes our way until he returns to bring us all home. He'll keep coming and he'll respond to the slightest effort towards him. And he'll come in, he'll sup with you and you with him. And what a difference. Thank God for the victory in the gospel. Thank God for prayer. He answers prayer. We'll have another chance to close this part of the service and time to seek the Lord in prayer as we stand and sing Psalm 331.